Good. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show. And this afternoon, I'm joined by Chris Lynch, who is uh, an author, uh, an SEO specialist uh, from a company called Gravity. And uh, we're going to have a little chat about uh, business, lockdown, networking, and, and also uh, an SEO, I suppose, as well. Um, so we'll have a chat about it all, really. How are you doing this afternoon, Chris? You okay? I'm very well. Yeah, I'm very well. I've almost acclimatised the heat now. But other than that, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really good. I actually, I love working from home. So yeah. that's, it, it suits me. Okay, so, uh, good. you know, that's, uh, yeah, I've, I've probably adapted maybe better to it than, than other people have, I think. Yeah, well, I was lucky. I was working from home for the last eight years anyway. So I've been eight yeah. years in lockdown and everyone else just joined me. <laughs> in March. I, say, I know people's going, oh, no, you know, you, you'll be in a room for sort of eight or nine hours on your own with just a computer. And it's like, yes, my teens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how I spent my entire That sounds fantastic. Like, <laughs> just the nine? Can I not can I like get ten? You know, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, the, the, only thing, uh, the only thing I don't like about working from home and not have, and having meetings at home as well is I used to mm-hmm. like having a cider with people whilst having a meeting, you know, and, yes, and socialising. Yeah, I, so, I do miss like the, the rounds of tea, you know, the, the communal process. Yeah. The office, that's why the only office ritual I miss is, you know, the, the communal making of tea and then the, the subtle political balance of who you make tea for, who makes tea back for you. But like who gets left out of the round? You know, it's all, you know, you I'm can tell so a lot. I get, re- I, I get left out of the round because I'm great at uh, uh, being made tea for, but I'm not a massive tea drinker anyway. Oh, but I don't mind people making yeah. tea for me, but I'm not very good at making tea for other people because usually I'm just too busy. You know? Ah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I get, no, I, quite, I, I get dropped out quite easy early on, like, you know. Yeah, you know, see, I think, I think it's a great... It probably because I'm probably because I'm you know I'm swayed by a cup of tea, so it's a great you know, it's a great lubricant I think where you sort of go if someone arrives and just puts an unsolicited cup of tea on the desk, I'm always quite wary. It's like ah, you want something, and this is the bribe. You know, this is the bribe that's arrived. Is yeah. this cup of tea? I am shocking at coffee though because I don't like coffee, so I, yeah, that's I the you know so you don't know I, how I, to make it. I apply the process like a recipe. You know, I do it and I go, right, you know, these things in this order. And then the person gets it and goes, oh, God, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I could have a mass spectrometer, you know, and I could measure everything to like the nanogram. I'd still make a horrible cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sometimes goes down to the coffee bean as well, I think, apparently. I've never drunk coffee. Oh, so. I don't know. Basically, if you're a barista, you're safe. You know, I'm not coming yeah. for you because... <laughs> Can't do it. Shocking, shocking. Coffee, coffee used to be like my kryptonite. I couldn't stand even the smell of it now. So it used to be difficult. I, I used to meet yeah. people in shops and stuff, like you know. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the smell yeah. of it either. Yeah, but I've got over the yeah. smell, the smell of it now because I've done so many meetings in so many coffee shops. Coffee like shops, employed, yeah. like, you know. So yeah. you know, uh, following up after networking, so either in a coffee shop or it's in a pub. My choice is a pub. Other people sometimes choose the coffee shop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember years ago, and I sort of, you know, much, much earlier in my career, going around with somebody, and we, we, had, we had a meeting in a coffee shop. And he said, what's your drink? I said, well, can I have a cup of tea, please? He said, yeah, fine, no problem. And came back with a black coffee. And it was the first time we'd ever met this person. And the, the guy I was with, who was sort of, you know, there to train me, just like, I was like, get it down, you son. And that was it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. And honestly, it was, like taking, it was like taking a bullet for the team. It was like, oh, here I go. I, I wouldn't have been yeah. able to do it. I just wouldn't have been oh. able to do it, right? I've actually been made, you know, like when you say tea and sometimes people hear coffee because they're coffee drinkers or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, that's it, right, yeah. So, 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 so like a couple of times you go on appointments or something and, like someone, yeah. you know, and, and I've actually drunk it thinking it was tea because yeah. sometimes you can't tell the difference. 
It's just not half this, liquid. I think this is my number one networking tip because people say, oh, would you like a coffee? And then there's the inherent awkwardness of going, actually, no, do you have tea? Which, no matter how many times I have to say it, I still sound like, you know, the Duchess. It's like, oh, actually, can I have tea? <laughs> oh, you know, do you, not, do you not have Earl Grey? So, honestly, PG tips, one sugar, bit of milk. You know, I'm not fussy. I'm not even a PG. I'm like that I'm as well. Just, just tea, it. just, just, just honestly, stick it, but you know, any, any, bag. Ba any bag from Lidl, absolutely fine. It doesn't matter. People go, oh, do you want a coffee? And then you feel really chill. We're going, oh, actually, can I have a cup of tea? because like, I'm so we, we both do SEO and we both drink tea to say this is spooky this is it this is it yeah I'm not asking for like the full you know I don't want the full tea set and the ritual and all that no, just no, a just mug a tea. of tea just a, I just, always yeah. say just a just a good old builder's tea will do whatever yeah. it is just yeah the closer to orange the better yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's my number one networking tip stop asking people they want a coffee well, yeah, I've actually, I've actually succumbed and I actually don't like coffee, but I always ask people after networking events, do they want to meet up for a coffee? I know, I it's, like like short, it, no, it's like a shorthand. You know, it's, it's just like, easier, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's like, I, no, it's like, I'd love to meet up with you, Mike, but not for coffee. No. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, um, yeah. so anyway, uh, the, the place I usually start, which is, I don't normally have team conversations, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Now, the place I usually like to start, because obviously I set up my podcast in, in lockdown, and lockdown is uh, of the moment, so I always like to, to get a bit of a feeling for how lockdown has been for you, and also, have you done any particular pivoting? Obviously, you mentioned working from home, which is a big one. Yeah. Have you done anything else different in your business during that time? Okay, um, so... In some ways, we haven't been doing anything different, um, because our main, our main niche that we work in is integrated e-commerce sites um, and we do a lot of business to business and a lot of, of business to consumer and a lot of combined sites as well you know so there's plenty of businesses out there who will sell business to business and they'll also sell direct to consumer but obviously with, with different deals and that's kind of our one of our specialisms really is is bringing all those b2b rules into the online into online space you know so i always say you know b2c all customers are treated with equal contempt you know everyone gets the same price Everyone's got the same access to stock. Everyone's got the same shipping rules. You go into the B2B world, everyone's got a different deal. Everyone's got a different contract. And, you know, and never the twain must mix. You know, these things have to be sort of perfect. Yeah. So, in, so for us, um, lockdown has been incredibly busy um, because we've had, we haven't had to, to really pivot much, um, if at all. But what we have found is a lot of our customers have gone from being predominantly B2B and they do some B2C to now predominantly B2C and they're not doing as much as much B2B. Because obviously those B2B customers aren't there, you know, to be to be serviced, but the products still are. So that's been a real that's sort of been quite an eye opener, I think. Um, you know, how much how much untapped demand maybe there was there, or how much um, how much will will swing back the other way as sort of if and when lockdown reverses. Will that go back? You know, if it, if it was eighty twenty and it's now twenty eighty, will it go back all the way, or will it? Will the needle kind of lay somewhere in the middle? Yeah, you know, will it rock into place in the middle? <laughs> Working from home, I have to say, was was no transition for us really because we already, you know, I I was out a lot of the time anyway, so we'd organised everything so that people could work from anywhere, um, and so actually, yeah, when it when we said right, we'll all start working from home, nothing really changed that much, you know. Yeah. You know, people who I work with, they, they'll email you from across the room anyway. You know, they can be within a yard. They can be within a yard of you, and they're sending you an email. You're like, "I'd rather send fifty emails than have one conversation." Yeah, 
you know, and it's just, you know, they, that's why it's so hard to get a brew out of them, you know. Because <laughs> they're, so, they're busy typing all day long. That's it, yeah, yeah. But um, I will say one thing I don't miss is, is the travelling all over the country because we've got customers all over the place. And I think whereas my sort of, you know, my built-in historical trained reflex was, okay, you want to talk about these things, Let's I'll come and see, see I'll come and see you. I can do that in, I can do that in about two weeks. And then I've got to organize my life that week around the fact that, oh, I'm, you know, sorry guys, I've got to leave at four in the morning on Thursday because I've got like a four hour drive to get to here. And particularly with like how, what it's like trying to get out of South Wales, you know, when, well, when everyone was traveling, it was just, you know, just horrendous. You know, so sort of get up to London, try and do most of a full day of work and then get back again. It actually kind of ripples out to all the days around it. So what I am finding now, which is brilliant, is I can, you know, I start a bit earlier, I finish a bit later, but I do like five times more video conferences. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think video conferencing, which was something we were always saying, look, let, you know, let's try and do this more. And then, the, you know, we can do things faster. You don't have to wait for me to be in the right city at the right time. have gone from being sort of a, ooh, well, this, you know, this is exotic, isn't it? This is strange. Look, he's in the television. You know, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> to being just the norm now now everybody, everybody does it <laughs> everybody does it and i think that's one of the things with lockdown it, it's it's hard sometimes i think to be very positive about lockdown because obviously the reason we're all in lockdown is a horrendous thing you know in this country everywhere you know, anywhere you look you, know, you just think this is you know it's beyond belief i think in, in many ways what's what's going on all over the planet so it's a bit hard sometimes to sort of go, actually, yeah, it's been really great. Well, I've had <laughs> lock, a great lockdown lock, myself. Lock, and if you look at all lockdown's my amazing. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. You know, and it's, I mean, it, I've taken up a new instrument. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I started a new podcast. I started yeah, YouTube. You know. I've started doing loads of things. I started exercising twice a day. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Rather than twice a week. Yeah, I've, I've lost weight. I mean, it's, it's such a shame that I'm not out and about because I think I'm in the best shape of the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit like me, really. <laughs> like, I've lost if you a could shape, see me now, you know. those women can't yeah. see me. Like, I'm stuck, I know. I'm I mean, stuck yeah. in I mean, I don't, Zoom. Yeah, I mean, I don't think The Rock has got much to worry about, but I'm telling you, you know, it's, <laughs> it's happening. So I think it, and I think that's one of the things, that's sort of my, I suppose my, my secret hope in terms of lockdown is that as we, as we start to come out of it, it won't just be, a fight to revert to, to normality that we'll, no, we'll think, fight um, again we'll find yeah. the dance sort of land somewhere in the middle and we'll get the best things that we had before but yeah. we'll try and keep some of the best things that we've got now and you i mean you can go really deep on this stuff like i don't know if you've seen like the pictures of venice and all the canals and how yeah, oh, yeah, that's now. fantastic for the world the of animals. we've got birds in our garden i am i am by no means you know an ornithologist but my wife now she knows all about it I mean, she's gone that's such and such and that's such and such and it's like we've never had these in the garden before you know it oh. is a, absolutely alive out there we saw a heron you know the size of a car bonnet the other day down in the, down yeah. the park just by us where you would never see the light before so i think yeah i mean sort of overall um in my tiny bubble and being completely selfish about it yes lots of you know business have been very good and we've been we've been lucky in that we've been I'm reticent to say that we've been lucky because things like the ability to do everything remotely, we, we built into the business. Yeah, 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 spent, yeah. You, and we you spent were just the embracing money. technology, so therefore the yeah, luck was so on it's your not, side. Same that's it, yeah. We were, already, we were already venturing towards this, this new utopia yeah, that's anyway. That's and the people exactly who were like so. dragging their knuckles behind, they, they yeah. had to make much more change. Whereas people like it's, myself and you who were technical people, technical businesses, yeah. we didn't really have to change that much. 
No, that's it. So it's it's an interesting one. I mean, I sort of likened it the other day. Someone was was sort of really railing against it on so, you know, on the social network. And so I said, this is like you know when they tried to smash the looms at the beginning of the industrial revolution. I don't think, I don't think in terms of business and technology, and just to sort of keep it in that sphere, that coronavirus has done anything that wouldn't have happened anyway. It's more it's it's more like a catalyst. It's just that accelerated is, yes. that's, that's, that whole process. Yeah. I'd say and like 30 years worth of work in like uh, three months. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we'd easily, we've easily jumped forward, you know, sort of culturally within business massively. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think unless there is some silver bullet that comes, you know, comes flying in to say, actually, here you go, you know, here's a tablet, take one of those every six months and you're, you're going to be fine. I think some things will, will be impossible to, to revert. Um, but I also think, you know, people don't necessarily want to go back. To, to certain things i was thinking this morning about weekends and at the moment the weekend still exists no and whether whether one of the things that we could kind of do because like you know we have all these problems like you, know, you open up a pub everyone goes into the pub and then everybody gets ill so yeah. what if we said right no more weekends and everyone had different days off yeah so like right so I, my my weekend my two days off are in fact monday and tuesday so that's when i go to the pub and that's when i do stuff I've that's been a fan of the, uh, the three-day weekend for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And not because I would take the time off. I work every day of the week. I work seven days a week, yeah? yeah. But actually, I think for society, right, the work-life balance is two, five to two is a bad ratio. And, it is and a bad if we're ratio. creating robots and automation and all this sort of stuff, yeah. then what's it for, if not, to yeah. free up the amount of time we have to work as human Absolutely. beings? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's... Uh, it's, it's really fascinating. So something I've been fascinated by for ages is the way that uh, economies are built on on the idea of scarcity. Yeah. So we both do, uh, you know, we both do a job where essentially we, we sell our we sell our time and our expertise. Yeah. Knowledge. So that that so that's a finite thing. You know, I've got X amount of of hours in the day, yeah. and in that time I can impart you know a certain amount of knowledge to people, and that that therefore has 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 value to it. And not everybody knows the things that we know. So there's scarcity there and that, that therefore creates the value. So you apply that to something on the more macroscopic level like food. Yeah, not everyone can go out and just grab vegetables out of the ground or, you know, kill an elk or whatever and have meat. So there's, there's, an, there's scarcity in, in that sense to, to food. But as soon as we start to increase the amount of automation and we start to bring in technology and machines that create a super abundance of stuff what do we actually then do and our, our the the way that we work now and the economy and the way that we, we have it now globally can't function in a state of super abundance at all because if we said well look there's, there's enough food for everybody yeah. and it's all made by these robots you know you can click your fingers and it'll just whoop, you know like the star trek replicator will just make you your food out of dust you know that it's cobbled together out of the, out of the air well then there's no need to farm. And so there's no need to have a tractor. So there's no need to be a tractor repair person and, and all these things. And that's one of the things that's fascinated me with lockdown as well is the, the inter, how much interconnection there is, which is sort of obvious, but yeah. you know, it's great to say, oh, well, you know, we're still in business, we can still do everything, but we have to have customers and they have to have customers and so on and so online, forth. Yeah. yeah, the online business and the online world is still yeah. dependent at some point to the offline world absolutely so yeah we're all we're doing in the online world is we are we are pumping out product 
into the offline world, whether that's yeah. you know, a digital product that still needs people to, to go and watch it, yeah. or be it, you know, shipping a box and saying, right, there's your physical product, you know, that, yeah. you, that you picked online. So, yeah, so it's, it's kind of an interesting one, you know, in, in, in that respect. But um, for us, as I say, yeah, we've been, we've been phenomenally busy, you know, supporting yeah. our clients and taking on, taking on new work as well for people who are, weren't doing things online before and, and now need to, um, you know, to say our particular niche is, is doing complex, complex stuff. Um, okay. so there's been some really interesting things have, have come out of that. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange because obviously it's always tinged by the fact you know that all, all these lovely things we talk about, oh great, the world caught up to me, is because you know horrendous things have happened as well. So it's kind yeah. of always a bit, was a bit weird, isn't it? You know, you kind of like, you can't yeah, kind of for just- me, For me, it's been you know. great. I haven't been uh, affected by anyone medically, you know, who had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Other than I got to go shopping for my father and his girlfriend every weekend because they're shielding. Yeah. But other than that, I haven't had actually anyone who I haven't lost anyone or whatever. So obviously no, it's no. a completely different experience for people who have lost somebody. That's it. Yeah. And I think you have that sense of disconnection sometimes, don't you? Which is, which is strange. Yeah. That's I the thing. Because you're on your own and you don't see any of the, the effect of yeah. it. If you haven't had the effect of it, then, then, then ultimately, you know, just my work life has got better. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's... Who I, who I want to do stuff for is now online, whereas I was having to try and educate them to get online. So, so, yeah. so, so they, they, they've already done that. And, well, they and, say, yeah, I mean, it's like necessity is the mother of invention, isn't it? And I think that's it. Things yeah. that were, people like you and I would be nudging and saying, can we, can we not just do this? I mean, nobody knew what a Zoom call no. was, did they? You know, no. you know, since, well, can we do this? You know, can we, can we not do this in like, you know, Google Meet? Like, well, a bit like that coffee, that, you know? a bit like that coffee. Now I just say to yeah. people, do you want a Zoom? Yeah. The Zoom has become the coffee now. That's it. It's become just the verb to do it. And it's just yeah. like, okay, yeah, fine. And they, and it's, and it's great because it's, it cuts out so much, you know, I'm traveling for me in particular. I, I hate long distance driving. You know, I, I'm not good at repetitive, monotonous tasks. No. So keeping a car in a straight line for hours at a time is just oh my word. Well, on, on that, so I used to be a national, you know. I, I used to be a national sales director, and I used to travel, yeah. and I used to love the dr driving. Right? Yeah, I love driving. I don't like being a passenger. Right? So if ever you got any customers, you do have to go and see somewhere. Let me oh, know. I'll put mate, the radio we'll have, on and drive, yeah. and you can you can do your SEO or your notes or your reading That's or whatever it. in the passenger seat. Honest, I, I have a little sleep. Yeah. Just have a little sleep. Oh, make me my personal Uber. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't mind that because I actually like. So I miss that about my national sales job. Oh, yeah, sales, right. sales yeah. Sales. yeah. No, never. Before. I mean, I don't enjoy the driving, but it's also like the dead time that frustrates me. So I went into the office the other day. I went into the office to to have a have a face to face meeting with someone. I thought, well, I'll, I'll do the whole day there. I may as well. As I was getting towards the end of the day, I was looking at things. Oh, I could. And it really struck me. You know, what so did I really you say that because it froze for two seconds. You put, oh, oh I can't. So oh, I, I, can't. I, I, I got into the office for, yes, yeah, so I was in the office for the day and I was getting towards the end of the day. And I was sort of looking at what I had left on my to-do list and think, oh, I could do that now, but oh, it's going to take me 45 minutes to get home. And I really begrudged it. I, it really frustrated me yeah. that I was going to lose. I really felt like it was being stolen from me. Like I'm going to lose this 45 minutes now that could have been productive. Well, I'm, here's, I'm, a, here's a strategy for you then. Yeah. I love learning. I don't know if you do too. too. You probably do, you know, because I know you write a lot of yeah. books as well. So listen to some audio books in whatever time 
yeah i love that I yeah, love listening yeah. And learning. so so then it just becomes uh productive like you know i quite enjoy yes yeah i love ted I yeah know. i love i love doing ted talks on my yeah. on my phone in the car the other thing that's my if you hate driving my my other secret to driving is i like to put one of the talk radio stations and then after a while, I turn it off and argue in the car with myself with the oh, opinion yeah. I've just. <laughs> so I used to do that. I used She's to listen so to our talk sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can sort of sort of go, "That's ridiculous." You know, you <laughs> could you could feel like you're in the conversation. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I do with that. That's how much I love the sound of my own voice. I will talk to myself in the car <laughs> on my own. You know. You know, you guarantee, I'm guaranteed a quality conversation that way, I like to think. But, yeah. I used to listen to talk sport for most of the way because I love sport and, and, yeah. and, and mostly talking sport all day. And then uh, and then just before I got to the appointment, I stick a bit of uh, dance music on and put myself up. Get yourself going. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, okay, um, obviously we, we've established you do SEO and other web yeah. services, etc., for for B2B, B2C. What's your background, Chris? Uh, how did you end up going into that field and, and all the rest of that? It's a bit of a funny one, actually, because I, I actually did the first sort of chunk of my career um, in the health service. So nothing related to, to, to business or commerce at all. Um, but actually, it, it was one of the best, best places to learn because you learn to do a hell of a lot with no money. Yeah. You know, with absolutely nothing. You know, when you're... Software, software development can be very lazy because it's hardware is so cheap and server space is so cheap that if something's not running as fast as you know as it could you know, it's very easy to go oh we'll just give it more memory then instead of looking for the, for the reason now when i started out that bit of memory that's probably a 12 you know that's probably a 12 month you're waiting for the budget to come around to get it so you have to work clean and you have to work tight um but yeah so i was there for for about eight years um in the it department to, yeah yeah, yes, yeah. so we were developing software for the A&E, for the wards, all sorts of stuff. And, you know, fascinating yeah. stuff to work on. But um, I always say that one of the problems with working, working for the government is there was just too much politics involved. And you would just be blindsided on all these projects by, oh, there's a new national strategy. And so they go, yes, there's, there's the change from? for change's sake sort of oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. So and pivoting you would, left and pivoting right constantly yeah. and never actually and, and a constant, where you're going. Yeah, and a constant kind of in and out. You know, yeah. sort of divesting control out and saying, right, you know, individual hospital do your thing, individual department do your thing, and then going, oh, no, this is all too fragmented. We're going to pull it all back in, throw all that away. And so we were at the start of you know, this huge amount of you know, national program. It's going to be huge and all this. And for us, for, for the trust we were working, it was a huge retrograde step. And they said, oh, look, we need you to take out all these systems now because they're going to conflict with this project. It's like, but these systems actually work. <laughs> so, and you don't have a system yet. We can't really do that. And I can remember one of, the, one of the guys who'd been there a long time saying, just keep your head down for four or five years. It'll come back round. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I was like, that sounded like forever. I was like, four or five years? I was like, are you insane? I can't, I can't wait four or five years. I get annoyed waiting for a file to download. You know, I'm going to wait five years just to start again. So, so I went and, and just looked for you know, a job in, the, in a private sector, which I'd never had. Um, and then I was <laughs> fascinated to find that, oh, okay. So I can go from kind of this level Back just like just 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 doing normal software development, but my pay is going to be how much? It's marvelous. <laughs> and I went and they, they gave me a brand new laptop. I can't I couldn't believe my luck. Like, Look at this, marvelous. Spoiled, so, you know. I know so we got whole departments on one of these. You know, it's, it's bad. Um, but yeah, I joined um, a sage a sage reseller who had um, organised a, a really great project with a TV company, 
um, for doing a mix of online sales, tele televisual sales. So, you know, talking to the camera, this, you know, this China cat will change your life type stuff. Touch tone phones when they were still a thing. Three websites. And so we got quite a big team and we spent ages working on that and various people came and went and, you know, several bloodless coups later, I was in charge. It was great. <laughs> and, we, and so we did that. We got to the end of it and we sort of thought, well, you know, we've learned so much now about how to, how to sell online, how to sell offline. This is, this is what we're good at. You know, we should carry on. And so we just started building, started yeah, building you, websites and then... You smelt, uh, you smelt the market and realised everything you'd just gone through. There was lots of other companies going to want to be going through the same yes. process. Yeah, and I think, I think we sort of identified or sort of spotted that complexity was, was something that I particularly enjoyed working with. I yeah. love fixing a complicated problem. And the reality is that there are, you know, there are lots and lots and lots of really good digital agencies who will build your website and build your e-commerce website. There's also lots and lots and lots and lots of really bad agencies who will still build your website and do an e-commerce website. But we, as we started looking at the market, we realized there were lots and lots of customers who had got to a point where they said, well, oh, you know, our developers said our website can't do this or that this can't be done. I was like, well you know, is there ever really a can't be done in terms of IT? No, it's just, it's just, so it's uh, just I'm too busy to want to do it. I'm it's just too busy or I think stuff. it's too expensive. And that's it. You know, and the thing is, you know, there's plenty of that around, yeah. you know, and I, I've said a few times in the past, you know, if, if, if I were happy personally doing simple jobs, I'd probably have built 10 times more websites than yeah. I've built now. I'd probably be 10 times richer. It'd be marvelous, but I'd be very bored. You know, I'd be crushingly bored. And I wouldn't be able to do it. So, we yeah we we found a niche for ourselves in in going into you know picking up projects that were failing or picking up businesses who've got so far and they needed to take that next step do you so, do you know, any to, um to do you do any online coaching stuff you know with online coaching platforms and stuff we haven't no yeah. no we haven't that's something we haven't i'm working on yeah. myself that's why i was just wondering yeah. if you I, I'm using, well, I'm, I'm thinking of choosing between one or the other of a WordPress yeah. plugin, like, you know. Okay, doing, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you can put your own written content in, some documents, oh, I see. Yeah, or yeah, your yeah, own yeah, videos, yeah. you know, and well, then see, just have I, I've had a real, I've had a real turnaround in my, in my view of, of WordPress recently, because I, I went through a long time, I had a real love-hate relationship with it for ages. Yeah. And I really... When I was first, you know, I mean, you're going way, 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 way back. First sort of building websites, I thought, this is marvellous. This is brilliant. I made plugins, you know, it's all, all this yeah. stuff. Well, you made your and own plugins. Like... I made my own plugins, yeah. yeah. Still you're you're I... colder then, yeah? You're colder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still hands-on now with a lot of the code because that's, you yeah. know, that's the thing I really enjoy, you okay. know, really yeah, enjoy yeah, doing. That's... So I still do a lot of that stuff. Do you, do you have a lot of code language in you? Do, do you have a, do you know lots of them, lots of the different languages? I do know, I do know a fair few. I mean, I, I always, I would say the same thing, people, is there is a difference between, like, a developer and a programmer, depending on which way you, you want to talk about it. And um, you, you get a lot of people now who, you know, they, they, they send you their CV or somewhere and they are, they're absolutely wedded into a particular language or worse, a particular framework. You know, it's like, oh, you know, oh, you know, I can, you know, I'm a React developer. And it's like, well, okay, that, that's a bit like saying I'm a carrot soup chef. It's like you can literally just do that. Just so if, I want, if I want a carrot soup, I'm all right. Like, can you, can you, cook me a, can you cook me a steak? No. And it's a very strange thing, I think, to, to get so focused in on that. And the best, 
you know, the, the best developers I've ever worked with are, are pretty much sort of language agnostic. They don't mind the language too much because really that's just syntax. Most of them look pretty much the same. So you should really, you know, I, I think you should have, you should have experience in quite a diversity of these things. So you can look at a problem and go, right, the best way to solve this problem is this. And you reach into your tool bag and do that thing. You know, people have only got one language. It's like only having a hammer in your bag or only having a spanner. Now I can put a nail in the wall with a spanner if I want to. It's not good for the nail or the spanner or the wall, but it will go in. But actually I'd be a much better job if I got the hammer out and then I use the hammer for that and then I use something else for something else. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked across like the Microsoft stack. I do mostly open source stuff now, but yeah, you should never be afraid of, of taking on a new, you know, taking on a new language. Yeah. Definitely yeah. yeah. So, cause I'm, I'm a software user. So I just put plug and play if you like pull stuff yeah. around. Yeah. It's annoying for me because I have lots of ideas, creativity. I'm a, I used to sell high end IT solutions. Yeah. 10 million plus turnover businesses and i see the solution yeah but obviously i've got to wait for someone to build the thing to, to build it yeah well i mean there's a lot of these there's a growing market for what they call these codeless platforms now that you, you might enjoy having a look at so amazon have just released one where you can build you can build you know basic applications out of out of building blocks and sort of stitch them together um, yeah. and they're very popular particularly um for sort of business automation and business integration which are two other, you know, two things where you can you can save a huge amount of money in a business. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we always insist on for e-commerce is, you know, we're, we're going to get the stock and the pricing out of the back offices and we're going to integrate the orders back in because yeah. there are still a huge number of businesses who are, you know, every day somebody gets a spreadsheet and they upload it or they get a spreadsheet and they type it in. You know, they go, oh, I've got to go and update the prices on the website now. Why? Yeah, same, why yeah, the, just, same as with why the, aren't those things connected? You know. Yeah, the same as so I, that was actually I used to have an online e-commerce business, and in order to um, sell my product in Debenhams online, which is we had a deal lined up to do, yeah. we needed the stock ordering system. We needed the website that was selling the place selling the the product to be linked to our stock yes, system, yeah, yeah. so that it stopped selling. If um, if so you, you can't have a stock, yeah, 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 and and that was going to be a uh, we were quoted at the time a couple of thousand pounds to have that development, yeah. and, and we were about to get it done when me and my ex-wife split up, and and so that deal didn't go anywhere with with Debenhams. Okay. Yeah, and that would have turned our business probably from we were doing it for four years, and and we were selling, mm. you know, twenty, thirty, forty pairs of shoes a year that probably would have times tend it like yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. and then if it sells well on the debenhams uk site it goes on all the other the dot e's and the dot fr's yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it could have gone massive like you know but um, we, we just needed one of those systems but yeah I, I actually myself have come across lots of websites where literally they'll change another delivery mechanism or the order price and they're going to go in and change everything and they've got to go in and do it yeah so i mean it's so those two things. So codeless platform is quite interesting for that. I mean, generally speaking, I would expect, you know, for me as a developer, if it was, if it would take me a day on a codeless platform, I probably should be able to do it in an hour. You know, if I were just doing it, yeah. because it's, you know, I'm, I'm working with a smaller Lego brick, if you like, you know, and I'm not having to work around, around things. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things I think is what's really kind of, I think sort of turned me around emotionally on, on WordPress. The, the issue I had with it is it, it's very often, and it's not, this isn't unique to WordPress, but it's, it's that type of platform where it is very much plug and play. There are far too many instances where it gets deployed for somebody and then there's no maintenance done. Nobody patches it. Nobody keeps the plugins up to date. 
and it's just sort of abandoned. That's where mine's good, Lucy, because I got a I, I got a, a, a tech team because I'm not tech. I'm a yeah. an SEO person and stuff, but I've learned how to build websites and plug and play and, and all that. But my tech team set up the template, they link it to the domain, and then they update all the plugins. That's and that's the, yeah. I charge a service and that's for that. The thing. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what everyone should be doing. But it's bizarrely people seem to think. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe it's too much hard work, they can't be bothered, or they just want to get on to the next thing. They don't know that you have to update it a lot of the time. So many people have got websites legacy. that they don't actually look at, they don't go in. You know, whereas no, I, I mean, go in mine and look at the plugins and, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, working. all developers hate legacy, hate legacy code, you know, or we all do. You know, I've had people in, in interviews say like, am I working on, is it Greenfield or have I got to work on legacy code? And as soon as you say, you know, you've got to work in, on legacy code, you may as well have said, oh, and also you're going to be in Slytherin. <laughs> because they're just like, oh. Oh, you know, you know, the yeah, tie yeah. comes off, you know, they're looking well, for that's the, the same as like, uh, yeah, taking over websites, web designers don't like to take over websites of other no. people's websites. No, and I, and I see, and we say the same thing, we say, look, if we take this on, we don't know what's been done before, and it's like a house, yeah, so I, I you know, we, well, yeah, I have a house, I'm in it now, when we bought this house, what it said on the paper, and what, you know, what the surveyor said was there, and what we actually found afterwards, I've been nothing alike. Yeah. yeah, absolutely nothing alike. It's a bit like it's like that. You remember that film, The Money Pit, with Tom Hanks, where everything yeah, yeah. keeps going yeah. wrong in the house. It's like that, but the house is worse. And I'm no good at DIY. You know, it's every time we go to do something, you know, we find some new hidden horror. And I think that's that's quite a legitimate fear for, for you know for anyone taking on a website as well. I don't know that you didn't go into the code of that plugin and, and change it. So if I just update it, am I going to lose that stuff that you've already done? Will I be able to find that stuff you've already done? And there's so many different ways to, to skin a cat, so many different ways to do something. It yeah. can be quite hard, you know, to take those on. So I, I can, I understand a lot of people say, look, you know. I don't mind taking them, taking them on. I won't yeah. mind taking them on, but I, I, yeah. on the, I would always say, but if, if something major happens that, yeah. you know, was unforeseen. So just like if you're buying a house, somebody sells you the house, Same but thing, yeah. you say, well, listen, I don't know what the wiring's like in the walls. It's, but it's almost going to be sort of sold as seen. And that's quite a difficult sell that is it? say, well, look, I'll take it on. I'm going to charge you this much, but honestly, if anything goes wrong, I probably can't help you anyway. <laughs> yeah. sort of, a very weird, a very weird sort of pitch, but I've, I've, I've been fascinated by these antitrust hearings that have been going on in the States and yeah. particularly Amazon. If you, this is their first time out, you know, it's their first time being in the antitrust they're all they're normally ones trying to get other people into trouble you know moaning about apple or moaning about microsoft microsoft weren't in it this yeah. time around they they're very annoyed by that you can tell because they've suddenly baked into next world back into back into windows and they're trying to buy tiktok they're desperate to be back in the antitrust gang you know they don't want to be left out it's yeah, like because you know, obviously they're not they're not growing big enough or they're not a big enough concern if they're not in it i think i mean i think the main thing I, I would say so. Yeah, almost. It's a bit like, yeah. you know, in, in Batman where someone's about to kill Batman, the Joker turns and goes, no, you know, I'm not going to try and do my Joker. Just tell me, you know, no one can kill Batman except me. I'm the biggest bad guy in town. You know, it's yeah. almost like Microsoft feel annoyed about it. But I mean, there's been this, there's been this kind of long running conspiracy theory, open secret, however you want to, whatever you want to call it, that Amazon are, you know, dipping into seller data, looking what products sell well, and then they're going and getting the same thing. And I, you know, I've got clients who are, a hundred percent convinced that that's been, you know, that's happened to them. Yeah, but that's the same yeah. as like Google. Like when you have a look at Google, yeah. if you search for certain things, Google now have a front end to the certain yeah. thing. It looks at what's absolutely. popular and it says, yeah. right, I'm going to nick that traffic off my customers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it all the time, it's skanking. 
you know, I mean, this is, I mean, what they've done with, I mean, the States where you could book hotels, you know, took a massive chunk out of booking.com straight away yeah. with that. They, you know, anywhere that, the, you know, that these super platforms see an opportunity where they are effectively giving money to someone else, they will, they will try and close it out. And some of the stuff in the antitrust that came out, you know, the amount of money that Amazon were prepared to, to lose effectively to, to force diapers.com into a situation where they had to sell to them is, is incredible, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was really fascinating. It's almost sort of been lost in the noise, but one of the things that came out was Amazon was specifically asked, you know, could they guarantee that no one had ever used this seller data to inform their buying decisions? And of course, they had to say they couldn't guarantee it never happened, no. which is as close to an admission as you're going to get. Yeah. But yeah. This in a long-winded way is why I've come sort of back around on my, on my opinion of, of some of the bigger open source CMSs, because I think as much as when we, you know, if we're taking on a job and we go, right, what did you do? Oh, I set my own WordPress site up and I've done this, 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 and now nothing's working. You're going to go, right, okay. You know, I wish you'd have called me six weeks ago. <laughs> I wish you could be yeah. six months ago. I still think that is in, in some ways preferable to what I think the long-term outcome will be for these businesses who are going all in on platforms like Amazon and Facebook and Shopify, who clearly have a long-term view to own that marketplace. Because yeah. they are never ever your customer in that space. No, no, that's it. The data and, yeah. and the customer owns them, and, and ultimately, at any Absolutely. time, they can just squeeze you out of the picture. They can just take it away. They can just take yeah. it away. You know, if if I buy something on Amazon, I am Amazon's customer first and foremost. If I buy something on Facebook, I'm that Facebook user first and foremost. That's that's the reason why I use I all social that's... media platforms for exactly yeah. the same reason. Because your content is never yours if it's just. If no. all you've got is something on one platform, if they decided to shut you down one day, you're done. Well, you know? it's like what's happening with TikTok now, you know, and you've got people who've got an entire business being a, a TikTok influencer because there was a space and they've, they've gone into it and they don't have a presence on Instagram oh. and they don't have a presence on, on YouTube. And now they're like, oh, what, what, what will happen? Yeah, because like America are on about maybe blocking them out, isn't they? <laughs> crazy what it's crazy what's happening there but i think yeah i mean generally my kind of like chris's law of platforms is basically if you're on a platform and you're making money expect the platform to come after that money at some point in time yeah you know, my, uh, my, my rule of law and of business is always to spread the risk absolutely put all your eggs yeah, in yeah, one yeah. basket like yeah you know? yeah yeah and, and if anyone does a SWOT analysis in, in their business and all of their revenue comes from one place and that one place they have no control over whatsoever, that's yeah. then that's, that's worrying. That's it. And it's no different, I think, to having one customer. I think that's the way you yes. have to see it. Yes. The customers aren't you, yours. Amazon's your customer. So as long as you continue to please them, you've got a business. But if they find something they like better, you are out. You're yeah. gone, and that's that's the end of it. So, for me, particularly you know, when we're when we're creating you know creating content and you know making videos and podcasts and everything else, you want them to be present on all those channels. But ultimately, that one place that you own should be domain, like the, like... The, the the de facto one, and there should be stuff there that you can't get anywhere else, in my view. You know, yeah, well, these, that's a, so I used to do a lot of blogging channels. Yeah. I used to do a lot of blogging, and now I do a lot of blogging, but they're all on my own sites rather than on yeah. the blog domains and yeah. stuff. Because again, I, I've had some burns and whatever, you know, yeah. it's the reason why I spread the risk, though, you know, because... Well, things also got a fashion, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Facebook's, yeah, yeah. Demograph Facebook's demographic yeah, like is getting MySpace. older and older. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I looked at TikTok, you know, I mean, I'm not a massive TikTok person because I, 
I, I'm too old, <laughs> to be frank, for a lot of the content that's on there. But you have a look at it. And when I first started looking, I was like, right, this is exactly the same stuff people were doing on YouTube when it first came out. But the demographic... It's the freer stuff. It's the freer, unrestricted yeah. stuff that gets restricted over time. And I... Like the, you know, the little pranks and the games yeah. and things they yeah. do that are going viral on TikTok. You're like, this was on, Link, it was on YouTube 10 years ago. But the yeah. difference is it's like Spider-Man. We keep getting a new Spider-Man every couple of years. Yeah, he's younger every time. But because kids get older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so kids get older. So, I, you know, I've been through like three Spider-Men in my life so far. You know, because every, every couple of years, the target market for Spider-Man is that, is, is particular. Yeah, it was the same as James Bond, range. didn't it? It was the same as James Bond. James Bond. Bond. Yeah, they rotate yeah. James Bond over. He becomes time. He gets he too old. He has, to, he has to stay at a certain age yeah, yeah, to do what that's he does. It. Yeah, it's a work plan, and that's exactly that. And so they they reboot and, and and relaunch every time. And social networks are exactly the same. They've got a they've got they've got a lifespan. Yeah, because what Facebook happens is, as well is with socials is that the kids never want to be where the parents are. So as the people absolutely. start getting older, they have that's to turn yeah, yeah, yeah. a new one. So it'll that's always it. happen. It's the same it'll as bars. It's the same as yeah. bars, trendy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The youngsters that's don't want to be it. where the older people are. So it's so no, that's it. It's like there are certain pubs. Like, oh, that's an that's an old man's pub. Like, yeah. That's it. Is it? That was the place to be. When I was I mean, yeah, but that's the you thing. Know? The people. It was, the I was place desperate to be twenty years ago, and has grown yeah, into it. the old man's pub. Old man's pub. Yeah, twenty years time. You know, and they, there's still some, you know, still some old guys in there who think they are absolutely on the cutting edge of everything. You know, they're like, <laughs> they'll come back. You know, they'll come back. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting in that. I think that's absolutely the life cycle. It's, it's interesting to see how now, because this has never happened before, really how different networks are trying to kind of hyperextend their life cycle now through acquisition and, and through buying things and sort of attracting yeah. young Because yeah, it wasn't that long ago before TikTok come along, really, that Instagram was the place yeah. for the youngsters. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 and it's also, it's like, um, it's like a half and it keeps getting shorter. Yeah. You know, shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And you, you really do, I think, have to have that right combination of, you have to have a sufficiently unserviced demographic and you have to have some, you know, a new twist on it that's slightly different or slightly better. Yeah. You know, so, like, so they're doing these, it's reels now, isn't it? They're calling them on. But I mean, there was Vine in the middle. Vine yes. is almost identical to what TikTok was. Yeah, well, it was, not, uh, it was a cross between Twitter and TikTok, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and it was sort of, and I think the main problem with Vine was just one of timing. Yeah. Nothing else. Or, or just yeah. sometimes, yeah. Well, yeah, because TikTok, there wasn't no space in TikTok in the Western world. TikTok grew because it was so big in the Eastern world. Yes. And yeah, then yeah. just transferred over. And then just it wasn't really, had it, had it started in the West and didn't have the following of the East, yeah. I don't think it would have necessarily made it as big. Maybe not. No, maybe yeah. not. Maybe because, not. Because so, really, you know, um, it's a combination of Instagram and, and, and YouTube, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's just short, short videos. Yeah. And all the videos tend to be vertical, which I think is quite, it's probably one of the clever things they've done, which again, Vine did, which is, so well, actually, I hold my phone like this, not phone, like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, to try and do it like that, it's quite interesting. Yeah, so, I'm yeah, trying to think of a TikTok strategy I have, which is I've, I've actually been watching it recently. I, I've never watched it at all until the last couple of weeks, I suppose. You've got to learn, you've got to learn a couple of, TikToks. yeah. You've got to learn some of the dances, haven't you, Lane? Like, sort of, yeah, <laughs> I'm not bothered by the dance, which is why I'm finding it hard to come up with a content marketing strategy, because I'm not dancing on there. But yeah. um, I, I, I quite like, because I'm into adrenaline stuff, I quite like the parkour oh, okay. stuff and the gymnastics yeah, 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 yeah. stuff and all okay. that. Yeah. I like that sort of, I'm a high action, high impact sort of thing. Yeah. So that's the more I enjoy on it. And once you start, like everything else, once you start liking stuff and engaging with it, you get lots more of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like, it's like, like, there are lots of magicians on there, which I think is good. I love, I love sort of close-up magic. And yeah, that. I quite like. Yeah, Dynamo's on, on there. Dynamo's on there, and also I don't mind like Ashley Banjo and that, that sort of dancing. Oh, but okay, yeah. It's yeah. a bit perverted watching sixteen-year-olds and twelve-year-olds and whatever, like you know, doing their dancing and stuff. And yeah, yeah. The research well, is difficult. Where you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm working. No, honestly, <laughs> this is my job. And they're very, um, very. You know, there are so. There's a lot of young girls on there being provoked. There's a lot. There's a lot of content dancing. on there. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised Microsoft went went for it. For that was one of the reasons I was quite surprised they went for it because they're very kind of corporate. You know, very corporate blue. If you look at what they've done with LinkedIn, which is barely anything. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm sort of quite surprised they've done it, but at the same time, is it a no-brainer deal? Because no one else, you know, there's no way that they're going to let Facebook buy it. There's no way Amazon are going to be allowed to buy it. There's no way Apple are going to be allowed to buy it. There's no oh. way Twitter are going to be allowed to buy it. So who's left with yeah. deep enough pockets who doesn't have one already? Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, you know, so they can they can they can smell a deal there for. for I actually sure. think um, so. So it's funny you mentioned LinkedIn because I love LinkedIn, right? But I think I've got a better LinkedIn in my head than LinkedIn. Okay, go on then. Yeah. Pitch me your LinkedIn. So 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 basically, right? What are the downsides of LinkedIn? So I actually, when I was working for a credit reference agency, I used to sell business data in okay. XML transfer or, or bulk data yeah, delivery. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the one flaw in LinkedIn's plan is that anyone can create anything and say it's legit. Yeah. There's no yes. official, there's no official oh, connection. Yeah. yeah? So, yeah. so actually, so, so I can, cause I understand business data. Yeah. And companies yeah. house and all the rest of that. Obviously from the UK perspective, you have to try and collaborate with the company's house conglomerate mm-hmm. or whatever the world, yeah, this yeah, global yeah, yeah. platform. Yeah. But if you could get, real authenticated information into the system yeah. then that's better already right yeah plus also like with things like directors databases and other companies and stuff yeah, yeah you could have um connections you could have a better connection system through it right yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and you also yeah. could so i actually personally as, as, as somebody who's just on credit checking information I don't know if I should say this on my recorded podcast or not, because someone might hear it and got the idea. But not everyone knows. Well, that's it. You've got it. You've got it out there. Right? This will this will be the recording they play. In but court. but I think you I know. could turn that platform into multi-purpose and not just LinkedIn, yeah. but as yeah. a vehicle for other things. Yes. Which yeah, I could yeah, do yeah. with data. There is yeah. apps. I think so, you, you you've definitely hit on what I think is one of the biggest issues with LinkedIn, which is is the the lack of authenticity yeah. to yeah, certain yeah, yeah. things and the amount of nonsense that's on there. And I, I really, I really hate these kind of LinkedIn trends that happen where everyone yeah. has to do things the same. Yeah. It's like yeah, at the yeah. moment, everybody seems to write their posts really long, but one sentence at a time because yeah. we've forgotten how paragraphs work. So I haven't forgotten how paragraphs work. I know what they're for. I can even use a semicolon at a push. I, it drives me mad. But the, yeah, the problem moments, is in marketing terms, they tell people yeah. about these things because it's, like, um, yeah. it's like with a blog blogging yeah they say don't do 500 words or a thousand because people can't read that so they yeah. say to just 300 or 100, yeah, 300 not 300, and, yeah. Like, yeah but yeah. actually what's wrong i can read 500 to a thousand and, and so yeah. all the people who can read words are yeah. being affected I think it's by like a lot of these things. doesn't yeah i think it's like a lot of these things that the message gets diluted down and diluted down until it loses all meaning. It's like if you sit there and you say sausage dog a hundred times. By the time you finish, you can't even see a sausage dog in no. your head. It's uh-huh. just a little bleh, it's just a noise just, that you it's make. Just a dog. Yeah, it's just a it's just a you know it's just a sound you make with your mouth. So 
I think you know these things become and they sort of become rules. People sort of you know they they lock into these things. That's think, the thing as well that people oh, like you know, to be led. That's a so, rule. So they yeah, listen like to told. it as instruction. When it's only yeah, it's and it's so people see other yeah, and people see other things, and they they emulate it. One of my particular favourites. It seems to have gone away now, but there yeah. was a trend for these sort of very, very worthy stories that people would put on LinkedIn, which I always suspected were just un, you know, were not true of, of a lot of people because you know yeah. I, I used to look at it and go nobody is that good <laughs> in their real life, and I do think I would love there to be a sort of an anonymous this is a lie button that you could click on LinkedIn. We could go. I don't believe this. Well, a yes, a BS button. One of, yeah, one, one of my most successful LinkedIn posts ever was where I, I stole the opening lines of one of these things. Oh, yeah, it was something along the lines of like, oh, my, my number one salesperson came to you with a problem. And, you know, and rather than hit them with KPIs, I decided to listen, dot, dot, dot. But then I went into this real surreal thing about it, it turned out my number one salesperson was actually two foxes stood one on top of the other in a long coat like in a cartoon yeah. and how it kind of explained why the bins were always getting kicked over. And I felt like the fool, you know, and how I decided to support them in their choice to be two foxes. And it, it you know, I just so many likes. <laughs> I like to think I single-handedly killed that trend at that point. because I never saw one ever again <laughs> after that. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it, it's people want advice in a soundbite and yeah. So you try, so you end up, it's not just saying, you know, the, the best advice a lot of time is it depends. It depends, you know, on, on, yeah. on what you're trying to achieve. You know, personally, I like a nice, long, in-depth, you know, blog post, but something that actually explains things and, and takes me through. And yes, you need to have headings in there and pull quotes are nice to keep the flow together. And no one's saying that if it's a thousand words, it's got to be one massive paragraph. There are plenty of ways to make text flow and have pace and rhythm and meaning and be engaging without going down to do everything as one sentence like bullet points yeah you know, i don't know if you've come across them but there are these things called books they've been quite big for a while and they're just they're just words they're just, and they just, just go on stop like you know, they yeah, just go yeah. on for ages you know some of them are not like, thousands in i always yeah, take so. these rules with a pinch of salt so like for example people who say you can only put one or two or three hashtags on a post or whatever i'm like well i don't want to put 10 hashtags on because it's to do with 10 different subject matter yeah. i'm going to stick my 10 on like you know what i mean because yeah. you know i'm not going to post it 10 times with one hashtag on so, so <laughs> it's, it's like it's like cooking you know, say, well, you know, don't, don't add, you know, this is, this is your recipe. And if everyone follows the recipe, then everyone gets more yeah. or less the same outcome. But you, you're not taking into account the audience that you're dealing with and what they, what they want. Yeah. You know, some people want to read Lord of the Rings, which is, you know, thick enough you could beat someone to death with it. Yeah. Other yeah, people yeah. don't want, you know, other people want to read a magazine. Other people just want to read a tweet. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of the way I always try to, deal with content now is I, I make the big thing yeah. which is the one that I actually like and then yeah. you then you can kind of cut yeah, sub, sub, sub it like you know yeah and because yeah. I'm B2B the way I always look at it is a lot of these trends actually are, are consumer focused because consumers are a lot of the trends is because consumers are bombarded with content they haven't got the time blah 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 yeah. whereas I've always B2B anyway so I always take the objective view that actually they're business people a lot of them have got degrees they can read yeah, and they're going to take a bit of information in before yeah. they make their decision, rather than. I, yeah, I think it's a it's a different it's a sort of a different process. There are certain things where it's a different decision making making process. Yeah. You know, trying to trying to get me to buy a Big Mac is very different to trying to get me to buy an IT system. 
Yeah. But you can't take the rules. There's more people involved in the one process well, than the other. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, if you, if you buy a Big Mac and it's not great, you're not getting sacked. No. You know, whereas if you spend, you know, £50,000 on IT system and it's a total failure, you might be out the door after yeah. that. So it's a very different process. And it's certain thing, you know, at the end of the day, people are people and they will respond yeah. to certain things, you know, and there are, there are certain truisms, you know, that, that will work. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, if, if people are, are, are buying, you know, buying for their business and, and spending large amounts of money with the same amount of attention to detail that they apply to, shall I have the bigger fries? That is not a great place for anyone to be. And you almost kind of, it does worry me. And I, you know, it always worries me if a deal is, is very, very fast. Yeah. You know, people are sometimes, because what we do is quite complex, you know, proposals with us, you know, they, they could be 50, 60 pages plus diagrams, plus design stuff. You know, it's a huge amount of, of stuff to, to go through. People often say they're a bit apologetic. and we're really sorry it's taking us so long to get back to you, but we, you know, you've given us all this detail and so we have to go through it. I always say the same thing, which is like, I would rather you took four weeks to decide yeah. and you made the right decision and you understood your decision than you said yes and you hadn't read through all that detail because there's stuff that really matters, you know, stuff that really matters in there. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things with, with doing SEO and, and business consultancy and, and the web is these are often the very first things that people see in terms of a business. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's as important as, you know, is your front door on straight and is your, you know, is your window dressing good? Have you got a nice sign up? You know, it, yeah. it's that first impression will really make a difference, yeah. you know, so often. So it is important that you get those bits, you know, you get those bits as, as correct as they can, as they can possibly be in a world of infinite variety and variables and, and requirements. But yes, yeah, I, 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 I do think, yeah, there's a, there's obviously a huge market for, I can fix all your business problems in this one soundbite. Um, and I, yeah, more, more often than not, the you know, nuance has been, has, has been lost. Yeah. It's actually one of the things that Jeff Bezos said during the antitrust I thought was, was brilliant. And he had social media is a nuance removing machine because everything has to be parred down into a tweet or into, you know, one little paragraph on LinkedIn. And it doesn't allow you to say on one hand, this, on the other hand, that, here's my balanced conclusion. You've got to race straight to this is good or this is bad. And yeah. it's, the world is not like that. In no. my, well, in I, my I, limited see, experience of it, in my one room that I never leave, got, the world I'm is not like I'm a solutions like provider and, and, yeah. and a detail person as well. I was quite quick to the jump before they upped it to 280 from 140. Yeah. yeah. I was quite quick to the jump to work out how I could say a thousand words in one tweet yeah. when it was capped yeah. at 140. And that was just with text overlay on image. Yeah. So I, I, I bypassed that problem really quickly. Uh, on human, you know? humans, are, humans are infinitely resourceful. They'll, all, they'll always find a way. Always yeah, find a way. So I, I say to people, like, don't worry about what you need to say on Twitter. Like, fit it in the box. Just put it on an image. Say what you yeah. want to attach I, the image. I have, I have an almost boundless faith in, in the kind of brutal brilliance of, of the human to, to just succeed and, and, to, and to survive yeah. and... and and, you know, and, and thrive in, in, in stuff. And in many ways, I think if you've got that, that view of people that were actually, if you ever look at like the specification of a human being, terrifying. You know, it's a big, it's a big like thing in you know, sci-fi stories, isn't it? It's like, oh, he was as strong as a bear or he was this, he was that. Yeah. Overall, if you look at humans, we're like in the top five for nearly everything. 
you know, all right, yeah, you know, yeah. all right, a dog's got a better sense of smell than me, but he can't yeah. open the door on his own, can he? No. You know, we are, if you, if you look at like the specification of a human, we're, we're totally terrified of what we're capable of. Well, that, you know, I do a lot, yeah, I do a lot of personal know, development and, 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 yeah. and what a lot of the personal development sectors is, is so many people are just using so little of themselves and what they're yeah. capable of. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm uh, are just amazing. upset about. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we can do yeah. so much, you know, yeah. but most people don't learn after leaving school. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. But I think it, it makes me quite hopeful, I think, about a lot of things in the future. You know, because I think, well, there are, to date, we've always fixed it. We've always found a way around it. We've always resolved, yeah. you know, what, whatever. Well, that's why like, lockdown wasn't much of a concern for me, because I just thought we'll have a vaccine in a year. It's too much money in the world for it not to be creative. Well, you can always rely on human greed, I think. Yeah. See, this is a fascinating thing. It's one of the... I can't remember where I read it and I wish I could find it again because I, I refer to it all the time, but it was, a, it was a psychological study about how different people experience different emotions at different levels. You know, so my 100% happiness might not be your 100% happiness. No. You, know, you might never achieve the level of euphoric joy that I do you know, when a new season of Doctor Who starts or something. Or it might be the other way around. You know, I'm not massively into sports, so I, I've never really had that kind of, you know, boundless... 2005, like 2000, you know. 2005 uh, Wales uh, uh, Grand Slam win. Yeah, so for you, like, boom, off the scale. Just off for the me, scale, like, yeah, just for the me, greatest day just, ever. It just meant the traffic was really bad. Yeah, it was just town. busy and everyone was yeah. banging their horns. But that's it, yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm constantly going, am I in the wrong lane? Like, well, but everyone experiences different things to different degrees. Some people will never, you know, plumb the depths of, of sadness and depression that other people will. But what they found was universal, universally strong for nearly everybody was envy. Yeah, okay. And, and you sort of think of this, and you think, well, actually, yes. Why, why is that a super useful experience? It's because that's how we get better at stuff. You've it's, got a nice... You know, it's probably because when people have got food and you haven't, you get hungry and you get exactly. hungry. Yes, yeah. you? That's and it. Like, You've oh, got, what can I do about it to get, to get that, some food? It's, that's how evil you should. You've got a nicer cave than me. Right. So I need to knock you over the back of the head with a stick. Yeah, have your cave. cave. Have your cave. Then I'm going to be warmer. I can, have more, I can have more little kids then. Oh, hang on a minute. Right, Dave down the road. He's actually got a better stick than me. Right, better push him off a cliff and get that stick there. And it's a super useful, and it's awful, you know, it's an awful thing. Yeah, it's We're an evolutionary trait. But it is an evolutionary trait, and I think that's what a lot of social media plums into, because suddenly we've gamified everything. Everyone sees everyone else's yeah. lives, and oh, not just their, not their lives, their, well, they their best they, version of their lives. Yeah, they see, they see the role-playing game that is, their, that is their life. You know, yeah. they, they see, you know, they see the head and shoulders bit, you know, they don't yeah. see the duck going mental no. underneath. But I think, you know, that it's tapped into something very, very fundamental, I think, to how, to how humans work. But you're absolutely right. You know, global warming, right, that needs sorting out. And yeah. uh, whoever comes up with the machine that, you know, sucks the atmosphere in and cleans well, it I think, up. I think whoever come up with coronavirus you know, already created it. Well, yeah, oh, that's, a, that's gone deep. That's a deep cut, even for a conspiracy lover like me, is it? Is it man-made? Is it man-made? Well, you know, it was made in China, so, you know, what do you reckon? Switched, yeah, well. If somebody yeah, was going to create it, it would be China to attack the West. 
In fairness, so pretty much everything else is there. pretty much everything else gets made there, I suppose. So yeah, yeah. everything gets made <laughs> in China. So maybe. <laughs> and and have you have you listened to the conspiracy theories about uh, where it where it was found in that uh, marketplace? Yeah. Yes. It's yeah, not yeah. far from Beijing, and Beijing's the least affected city on the planet. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's loads. There's the 5G. Does 5G? Oh, yeah, I don't you, believe that's all nonsense. Give you COVID. You know, it's like, really? You know, I, I tell you what, that's probably the most scary one because I think the majority of the population look at it and go, coronavirus? Yeah, they believe internet. that. You know, faster internet, coronavirus, but a small price to pay, whack the 5G on. You know, we're <laughs> awful. We're all terrible people. But yeah, I mean, I think they are, I, that's what gives me that, you know, boundless faith in, in human ingenuity to. To, to find, so I think you're right. You know, I think they will. Well, Russia are saying they've got a vaccine now, but no one knows if it works or not yeah. because they haven't. You know, they, they're not. They don't want to share information on that. But so, yeah, maybe maybe that works. You know, maybe it maybe it doesn't. But you know, it's incredible. Think, um, you know, because it's such a fast pace compared to, yeah. you know, when you look at the science, the the pace at which they've got to where they are now, compared to other you know other things where they would say, look, it, it takes five years to make a vaccine. So well, we don't have. You know, you can't do it. You've got it. That's, you've got that's just though. You know, normally you, you, you're developing something for a niche. This is developing something for the whole planet. The whole. It's also it's like scientists. Scientists like, you know. are suddenly like the A team. You know, when they get locked in, you know, they've been locked yeah. in the shed, and they're like, "Oh, the baddies are coming in twenty minutes." Ba, what can you do? And he's like, "Oh, sorry, right. I'm going to make a tank now out of two oil drums and a cabbage." But that's what some of these tests are. They're other tests repurposed and stuff, aren't they? Like, you know. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, repurposing yeah. things. Like, yeah. That's, that's my other tip: is never lock Mr. T anywhere with a set of oxyacetylene. Don't, don't. <laughs> take take the welding. Yeah, yeah. Some cabbages take, there is one where they make a cabbage gun. I swear, I, I used to. I used to live for that. It was one where they made a tank out of like a couple of bits and pieces in a garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, we're going to lock these guys in here. And it's like, by reputation alone, take the tools back out. Don't leave them with like, you know, the welding machine, all the metal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, I'll have that. I'll have that drill. Let's see how fast you are now, BA. Yeah, definitely. Uh, But I think something that uh, sends the conversation back round as well is um, what we were talking about about this new normal where it settles, etc. I actually personally think that we're going to go into a deep recession, but we're going to have a growth period which we wouldn't wouldn't have had beforehand because of um, we've been plateauing since the global recession. Mm, but I think yeah. all this technology and all the innovation and all that is actually yeah. going to rock it. Once we get back to just settled, if you like, yeah. I think there's going to be a boost period of everyone selling a lot more stuff globally. I, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that happening. I think there's, there's, a, there's obviously there's, there's uncertainty in, in the marketplace at the moment because we don't know, you know, will there be a second wave? Will there not? Will there be a vaccine? Will, will there not? And it, it does feel like there's there's a vast amount of pent up demand, and when when that floodgate opens in terms of right, we've we've figured out this or we figured out that. We've got a know, vaccine. What's the vaccine? vaccine comes, we've so, got a know. treatment, or you know, yeah. we've reached this point, or or it just you know it, it burns out as other as other things have been in in the past. That that demand is going to, is, you know, will be released into the marketplace. And there will not only be all the things that people would have wanted to do before, but all new things that will, that will become possible. So yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's an increasing number of theatres, for example, that have been selling tickets to watch, watch live theatre online, yeah. which is, is fantastic. Let it carry on. Yeah. You know, let yeah, people yeah. watch live, live theatre from home. Because actually, 
we've had a we've had a big problem in the in the television advertising world for ages. It's been going down and down and down because there's no appointment viewing. No sport has been the only appointment viewing left. Yeah. That, that's why there's so many reality shows because you want to see who's getting kicked off the island or kicked out of the jungle yeah. before Twitter tells you. Most other stuff people record and watch at a time that suits them or they're watching on Netflix, they're watching on Amazon and it's whenever they want to watch it. So it's because yeah, that conversation's gone now because different people are yeah. having the same conversation at different times. That's it. But it's also, it's also harder to say, right, we know that, you know, right, we're putting, you know, I don't know, we're going we're to put, you know, we're putting uh, Coronation Street on and we know the demographic for that. So yeah. we're going to show these adverts. So, so we're going to put, uh, put buy some gas cylinders for your yeah. fire at eight o'clock at night when the, the old people are getting cold. That's exactly it. So bringing back, having more live performance brings yeah. back that opportunity to say, well, okay, you know, who is going to buy tickets to watch Hamlet live? What's that demographic? And what are we going to advertise to them in, you know, in the interval? I've got a friend who works in advertising. He says all adverts are now tested at like 24 to 30 times speed because that's what they're watched at. Okay. <laughs> Hit the adverts, you fast forward, which is why logos are on the screen for so long now. If you watch an advert at 20, if you watch an advert at like 24 times speed, you will still get times 30, isn't it? Times 30 sky. Yeah. I fast forward all the adverts on times yeah. 30 sky. But if you watch it, you'll still have seen every logo. That's why, that's why yeah. the logo hangs around. I tell you so what, long. I do do sometimes. I do stop it sometimes. You know, like you, you know, like when you catch a, you see a drama or something that you want to watch, yeah, yeah. and you stop and rewind it back and go, oh, that looks good. You know, so yeah. something in that quick imagery has been enough. Yeah, it's enough to catch you and yeah, think, oh, I want to. Well, that looks good. Yeah, What's yeah, that? Yeah. Let's put that in the series yeah. link. Yeah, so that's. So yeah, so I think there are there would be that boost will come as you say from from new things that yeah. we that we're able to do. You know, restaurants who were never doing takeaway before will they carry on doing takeaway? Oh, yeah, I think there's definitely loads of that that's going to carry on the takeaway. Service yeah. a new you know service so a new delivery. market in in that respect. Yeah, you know, I think also people have have tried things that they maybe wouldn't have done before. You know, they've gone right. out into the countryside and done things that they they wouldn't have done before. I also think it's got potential to be a big a big economic leveler. So like we've got quite a lot of clients in, in London and when we, whenever the process of getting a new client in London has always been included the step of having to explain why our day rates are lower than London day rates. I say, well, it's because everything is cheaper. everything's <laughs> cheaper where I live, you know, you know, you know, say, you know, it used to be everything's cheaper. I live except carrier bags, but now everyone has to pay for carrier bags. So it's, it's leveled out. But, you know, we yeah, actually, I, I never thought about that. But the economic effect of the whole world, if you like, the money would be rather than it all being spent in London every day and these big cities, it's actually being spent online and spread what around geographically if, a bit more. If we could, if we continue in a situation where face to face meetings carry carry additional risk and maybe people don't want to do them, then there is no difference in using somebody in Cardiff or Manchester or Leeds or Aberdeen to using somebody in London. Yeah. There's no geographic, there's no geographic benefit. So this whole sort of concept that we've had for ages, you know, we're, we're trying to try to get money out of London, you know, into other parts of the yeah, country. Yeah, it works sort of thing, it works. You know, yeah, it could be massively, you know, improvements. So, and equally, you know, people who are currently commuting to London from other places don't no longer have to do that, but it means that disposable income then stays in other places. So some of these cities, which were losing businesses anyway, can lose them. But the locality, you know, close to people in their house where they want to nip out and get their 
phone charge, uh, phone uh, SIM card, or you know, go yeah. shopping or whatever. Or yeah. They might grow again. You know, those um, those little so, local yeah, so shopping they, places they used to have. Yeah, I mean, this might be one of the things that happens to city centres and high streets as well. If we if we have a, a decrease in the amount of office space that's wanted. Given that, you know, if you look back in history, the office was created as somewhere to keep the administrators of people in factories. That's why we have them. That's what they were made for. These tower blocks full of office space are ideal to turn into flats. So people then start to live in them and then they want certain services on their doorstep. Phone shops, convenience stores, all that sort of stuff. So maybe we have it in Cardiff, don't we? The the top of of St. David's too. Is, is residential you know yeah, a lot yeah, of, yeah, they started to you know, be a lot in town there's, there's quite a lot yeah. more residents gone into cardiff town center in the last 10 years than there was ever yeah. there before like, you know so this trend was already happening this is why this is what i'm saying so just jumped us we, forward. we've now got to would have happened anyway over the next 20 30 years yeah it was so, just a massive booster yeah, to, to that's it so we've, we've had this sort of quantum leap forward which unfortunately accelerated progress like that has has benefits and, and negatives. It's, it's quite a hard thing to say, but you have to, you know, you have to sort of look at it and say, well, okay, you know, do do these things have a have some sort of God-given right to exist, you know, or, or do they just you know, do they have to go the way of all things and we evolve we evolve past them, yeah. you know. So you know, it's a tough one because it's, it's like with Amazon, isn't it? Amazon are now giving money into startups and SMEs and mm. stuff and. And to businesses and they they're putting some money that into businesses they just knocked out a load of businesses yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a funny well, thing yeah, just I think businesses there but now they start a whole new, load of new businesses well yes i mean sort of the cynic in me would say that they're they're having, trying to have fingers in all of those pies because what will be the next disruptor there's no business that's that's you know beyond beyond being disrupted yeah you know there's, there's no business at all that's beyond being beyond being disrupted whether that is a a commercial disruption so someone comes into amazon space who does it better or whether it whether it's a backlash against that business people say well no you know we don't we don't want this one kind of you know this this you know sort of you know yeah just all encompassing you know beast that you know from from whom you can buy everything you know again it's a classic kind of dystopian sci-fi trope is that the mega corporation that does everything well, you get, you'll get split up at some point by, by the government who will say, okay, you've got to split it up into Amazon, you know, retail, Amazon, yeah. electronics, Amazon. Oh, and you know? yeah, it will have to be. And I think you can see it if you, Facebook are, are, are terrified of this internally, is, is my belief, because they're constantly stitching the systems together. So you used to have Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram separate, and they're constantly which is, oh, oh, we're updating this, this is going to share this infrastructure, this is going to share that infrastructure. So when that day comes, and somebody says, that is it, you know? Like, oh, we can't do everything you guys together, no, we can't. They go, well, it's going to take us 10 years. It's going to take <laughs> us 10 years. You can't just make it, you know, yes, you can make us do it, but it's going to take 10 years. By which point, you know, it's all been yeah. forgotten, hasn't it? You know, it's, another government's gone in charge, and uh, we, managed, we managed to find the word that again, that was in our pocket. Well, that's it. Yeah, or just the technology has changed and the, the world yeah. has moved on you know elon musk wants to put chips in everybody's head at the moment you know that's that's his is that his thing project. is it that's his pet project yeah they've been they've been massively recruiting in that in that space is that is that instead of google glasses well yeah well they because google bought google bought something the other day didn't they i think they're called north i think they were called but they they make a set of smart glasses because they they again google glass i think is a probably a technology that was just before its time 
and now we're much we're much less worried rightly or wrongly probably wrongly but we're much less worried about cameras being everywhere and privacy being everywhere yeah well before everyone was commuting and it was dangerous to have glasses on whilst looking at other stuff you know because it's yeah. bad enough when people are holding their phones you know but there's a yeah. gap between the phone and the, the, the yeah, yeah. And there's not with glasses that's but now true, yeah. at home, the google glasses would be fine yeah Actually, they'd be, a, they'd be a hugely freeing thing, wouldn't they? Because instead of being in this same room all the time... Yeah, you, you, you could know, walk around and have a chat. On the, on yeah, yeah, you could, you could sit downstairs, you could make your lunch and still, you know, yeah. your email and whatnot. That's why sometimes I go on Zoom calls, networking events on my phone and on a laptop. Yeah. For exactly that reason. Around, so I, can, yeah. I can cook while I'm listening to the other people pitching at the networking event or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Then doing a lot, there's your TikTok. Cook and learn. Yeah. Cooking the books, that's what you could call it. There you go. Cooking the books. Cooking the books. Like there it. you go. Done. There I like go. it. Right. Um, I could spend all day talking to you. I think because uh, we could, we we could both cover. Because I because I won't. It's because I don't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and me too. Me too. But um, I've been on been on my own for hours. You know, there's a lot of pent up demand here. <laughs> but it's been uh, it's been great to have you on. But I'm conscious we've both got other things to to be doing. So uh, yeah, I should, I should probably do some of that work I keep talking about. Really, shouldn't I? Should yeah, definitely. But you know, yeah. we've only just taken up a, a commute a commute one way or the other. So that's uh, it. That's it. There we are. Taken up. So uh, so that's fine. But uh, how do people get in touch with you, Chris? Uh, and also tell people about your books or plug anything you want to plug. Cool. So, so the easiest way to get in touch with me for anything professional is uh, on our website, which is www.gravity.co.uk. And gravity has got a funny spelling. It's G-R-A-V-I-T hyphen E. It's an IT um, spelling. The yeah, way it's an IT spelling. Always, always have a domain you've got to spell. Everyone's had to listen to that. Now it's gone right in. Um, but if you're more interested in just the, the SEO book, I have also got a website, which is thetruthforseo.co.uk. And you can actually, you can get the book for free there. Um, for the, the most recent version. You Not can for free, for in exchange of an email address. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, you got that. But if you Don't really, really want one, if you really want one for absolutely nothing, then email Mike and he can tell me how many he needs and I'll send him some PDFs and that's <laughs> fine too. But you can actually, you can actually read the vast majority of the content just on the website anyway. Um, you can read the whole, I mean, most of the book is up there as, as individual yeah. pages and posts. Because the, the main thing for me, it's, it was a, the big thing with that book was to try and get a lot of information out there that I, I felt was not being shared in the way it should be in the industry because it isn't rocket science yeah. you know it's, it's, it's just it's something that people can learn and I yeah. think people an, an empowered working with an agency or working with a specialist is almost much better when you've got that that grounding of knowledge yeah I always yeah, say it's always good to, even things. if you don't know what's going on it's, uh, uh, if you know you don't know what's being done just an overview of what's going on. I understand, yeah. Why you do a lot it, better. Like, that's you know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Plus, yeah. you know, it's, I, I like to think it's got it's got more film quotes than any other SEO book on the market. Oh, is it? Oh, there we it's are. Full of. Film actually, quotes. I have read some of it because you give me a copy at uh, Expo. I did. I'll give anyone a copy if they stand stand still. I have read it. some of it, but like most books uh, that I start reading, I don't always finish them. That's well, why so I prefer well, audio books. Oh, see, I, I did start recording audio chapters. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to get that done, and then you can, yeah. you can listen to my voice for hours. Well, the thing is, I'm always doing stuff that that I'd like to multitask in. So I'm going on a yeah. ride on my bike, or I'm in the yeah. the car, and uh, there's nothing on the radio, or I don't want to listen to music, oh. or yeah, or I'm cooking and I want to listen to something. So yeah. so I'll, I'll I'll put an audio book on on my phone and just have headphones on, and I can do yeah. whatever then. Well, there you go. You, you, like, you know. 
you've sold me now. I will get on. I will. I will record the yeah. remaining chapters. You can't do that with a book, Percy. You can't cook or drive or ride a bike whilst reading a book. It's it's, it's frowned upon. Yeah, in many areas, it's 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 actively. Well, it's actually against the law, I think. In, in a I car, think they're not, I'm not sure it's against the law. They're not on a keen. Bike. Yeah, they're not keen. I'd say. Yeah, on yeah, a bike, I, think, I just think it would look strange riding so on balance. Yeah. yeah. How would you turn the pages? That would be difficult. I don't know. I think you could get kind of, you know, I think if you maybe you should be very, you know, if you had one of those little baskets on the front sort of an upright city up your bike reading your book, you could look very kind of, you know, very French about it all, wouldn't you? you know, <laughs> Why French? But yeah, it does look French. I don't know. It does. And you get a little, you get a little bit of kind of, you know, music in the background. It'd be marvellous. Yeah, definitely. There we are then. Well, um, yeah, is that all the plugin? That's all the plugin. That's all my. Right? That's all my plugin. And, that's and, the easy. And you're on LinkedIn as well, aren't you, Chris? I'm all over the LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm yes. easy to find there. Anyone B two B is on LinkedIn, and uh, well, you're B two B, B two C. Well, B two B mostly, you know. Yeah. The clients you work for are B two B, B two C, yes. but you're B two B. Yeah. So, uh, all right then. Uh, that's uh, pretty much uh, it for me. So, just uh, thank you very much for coming on that's the podcast. Right. Very welcome. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah. Have a great day. And you. Bye. All the best. Bye bye. Right, nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I will. And thanks very much for visiting. Cheers. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you in conjunction with startup and SME web design business, 333 Websites, which are available at www.333websites.co.uk and Mike Armstrong's coaching, which is available at uh, mikearmstrong.me forward slash coaching. Um, there's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I, I will. And don't forget, you can do it. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.